evening folks this is jesse Cope. again we're back for another episode of the american soul podcast we're going to take one of our little walks down the road we don't have any companions yet tonight but we have our resident frogs quite loud tonight there in the background we had some rain and uh, found a pretty good sized snake out earlier so hopefully we don't meet him floating around on the road somewhere so i always like to take just a minute folks because it does mean so much and tell y'all those of y'all that have been listening and those of you that are sharing the podcast thank you so much it means a great deal and very appreciative of the comments uh, the feedback that we're getting and we'll do the best to address those and and work those in as we can and if y'all will keep sharing the podcast spreading it around that would really appreciate that and i'm very grateful for y'all giving your time because i know that i know that time is a extremely precious commodity especially these days as busy as our lives are and so that's a great privilege that y'all are willing to take 15 or 20 minutes every few days or however often you can and listen so last episode we talked a little bit about education and we will hit that subject multiple times throughout this podcast this time i'd i'd kind of like to go back to what i said the core was culture and education and it absolutely is but within that core probably one of the 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 great goals of this podcast is to equip people to fight back against the myths and the lies that we hear in culture and education so much today and one of if not well it's not the greatest one but one of them that's right up there at the top for sure is this this myth that america was not founded as a christian nation again doesn't mean that you have to be christian to be american not saying that at all but America was absolutely founded on the teachings and principles of Christ, and it can only function that way. I think I used this quote last episode, and I know I've used it at least once before, so use it enough, y'all are going to get sick of hearing it, but at least it'll be ingrained in your brain. President Adams said so long ago, he said that our constitution our government was only fit for a moral and religious people and he was absolutely 100 percent talking about the teachings of christ and a people that followed those teachings regardless of if they believe that christ was the son of god or not people that acknowledge the importance of those teachings and followed those teachings and principles so what i'd kind of like to talk about in this episode is the Constitution and particularly the ratification of the Constitution and the comments of some of our founders about that ratification and that process because many of our founders felt like that was a a miracle that that even happened the the attitudes and the desires the wants the needs of the different colonies they were so far apart in some cases that to get all of them together to approve this burgeoning federal government was miraculous. 
especially when you think about the fact that they had just spent the better part of the last decade and a half fighting this war or getting ready to fight this war to get away from a monarchy where the power was all consolidated. So they, they just won this freedom basically to get away from just having a few people control everything and now all of a sudden we're trying to create this federal government, this central government again. And so it's pretty easy to see how reluctant, how adverse a lot of that founding generation was. And, and the founding fathers were, they understood that, they felt that because they knew that if they created something that the citizens, the people that they were there to represent, they knew if they created something that was too similar to the British monarchy, too similar to a, a tyrannical centralized power that the people would absolutely not have it, that they would absolutely reject it. But they also knew that in order for the United States to be successful, to function, for our republic to succeed, that we needed something to pull us together, to unite us. And so they knew, Washington talked about it a lot, they knew and felt very strongly that they had to have some kind of unifying power, unifying control there, that federal government. So one of the ones, and there's, there's a lot of quotes here, folks, that you can, that you can dig into, and we will in future, I'll, I'll come back and hit the constitution again multiple times, but one of the ones I wanted to hit today was Benjamin Franklin. Some people have said he was one of the perhaps not so religious or not so his faith. He didn't have a lot of faith or or, they say it a bunch of different ways. I'm not really going to argue that one way or the other. Although if that's true, the quotes, the comments of his that we're about to go through are all the more condemning of this modern idea that America was not founded as a Christian nation and the founders totally wanted to reject faith, particularly Christian faith from the institution and politics because if he was in fact one of the lesser religious lesser christian founders then then these comments are quite damning for the modern attack on america being founded as a christian nation so i'll just go ahead and read through here and we'll kind of break it down his comments or some of his comments he made quite a few on this ratification of this constitution and this was actually while it was going on folks so it took a while the founders did a lot of this in secret because they were afraid if the citizens knew what they were up to while it was going on it would completely fall apart they wanted to get something done and then present it to the people that they weren't they weren't trying like we see so often today they weren't trying to pull something over the citizen citizenry but they wanted a chance to create it before people started attacking and ripping it apart. So Franklin said, I have lived, sir, and he was was addressing Washington, who was the president of the convention, and he was talking to his fellow delegates. He said, I have lived, sir, a long time, and the longer I live, the more convincing proofs I see of this truth, that God governs in the affairs of men. And if a sparrow cannot fall to the ground without his notice, 
Is it probable that an empire can rise without his aid? We have been assured, sir, in the sacred writings, that except the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain that build it. I firmly believe this, and I also believe that without his concurring aid, we shall succeed in this political building no better than the builders of Babel. We shall be divided by our partial local interests, our projects will be confounded, and we ourselves shall become a reproach and a byword down to future ages. And what is worse, mankind may hereafter from this unfortunate instance despair of establishing governments by human wisdom and leave it to chance, war, and conquest. I therefore beg leave to move that henceforth prayers imploring the assistance of heaven and its blessings on our deliberations be held in this assembly every morning before we proceed to business and that one or more of the clergy of this city be requested to officiate in that service. There's a lot here to break down, folks, but the bottom line, straight off the bat, is Franklin was requesting the assistance and of God and Jesus Christ in the building of this republic, in the fashioning of this constitution. He referred to the sacred writings. He referred to verses straight out of the Bible where Jesus talks about the God knows when even a sparrow falls to the ground. And these references were not by mistake. They weren't an accident. He was specifically, he wasn't requesting aid from Allah or Buddha or Mother Nature. And as, as angry as that makes some people, he, this is just the facts, folks. This was what happened. Benjamin Franklin was requesting the aid of heaven, of God, of Jesus Christ, specifically. Christianity, right there, folks. He knew that if we didn't have these morals of Jesus Christ, these precepts, that not only was our republic doomed, but this very constitutional Congress, this, this convention, this constitutional convention, was doomed. It wouldn't succeed. And far the opposite end of separating Christian faith from our institutions and from our founding, Franklin wanted to pull clergy in, Christian clergy, to open each session with prayer because they were struggling so much to come to conclusion to unify that he wanted to pull clergy in to say prayers before the opening of each session to guide them. Folks, that, that's the opposite of this modern notion, which is a fallacy in and of itself when we get into the whole separation of church and state thing. That's just that's blatantly false to begin with. But this even more condemns this modern notion that America is not a Christian nation, that the founders didn't intend for it to be, that they wanted to separate completely separate the faith from the politics and institutions. Just another example, and we're going to have a long, long list of them, folks. It just goes on and on and on, and we'll just keep talking about them, and it'll give you knowledge. You file this away and have it in the back of your head, and even if you can't pull up the direct quote, you know, and you can pass this on, folks. You got to pass it on. You got to pass it on to 
your spouse, your wife or your husband, you've got to pass it on to your kids. You've got to make sure your parents or your friends, your aunts and your uncles, whoever it is, folks, you've got to pass this knowledge on and spread it so that when they see stuff in the media or in cultures and movie or education, even again, even if we don't refute it right in that moment, we know enough not to be taken in to know that, that the idea that America can survive as anything other than a Christian nation is simply not true. Because that knowledge is power. And that knowledge is comfort. And that knowledge, hopefully, and now this is just me personally here, folks. This is just me personally. Hopefully that knowledge draws each of us closer to Jesus Christ. But that's a personal decision. And if you decide that that's not the case for you, I, that concerns me personally. But as a nation, the, the point right now is just to get us back on track to acknowledge that we are and can only function as a Christian nation at any rate. So we'll go on here. Got a couple more quotes I want to hit before we get done with this particular episode. So another quote by Franklin, and this was at the end of the convention or after the convention had concluded and it had been confirmed or approved by the colonies. Franklin made this comment. He said, to conclude, I beg, I may not be understood to infer that our general convention was divinely inspired when it formed the new federal constitution. Yet, I must own I have so much faith in the general government of the world by providence providence is capitalized there that I can hardly conceive a transaction of such momentous importance to the welfare of millions now existing and to exist in the posterity of a great nation should be suffered to pass without being in some degree influenced, guided, and governed by that omnipotent, omnipresent, and beneficent beneficent ruler in whom all inferior spirits live and move and have their being. So, that first part, Franklin was saying, you know, he didn't want to say that this was divinely inspired. I think wisely... He was putting out there, hey, this we're not saying that this Constitution is absolutely ironclad perfect. Because in order to, if you, if you were going to say that it was divinely inspired, that was going to be putting out there to everybody that, hey, this thing's perfect. There's no adjustments that can be made. There's no corrections. If you touch this, you're going directly against God. And that, and that was really wise, right? Because we could see already... The founders already knew what the big problem, really the big elephant in the room was slavery. And they had not done a good job addressing that. You could also make the argument, uh, women being able to vote, the women's role in the country. You can make a few different arguments about big picture stuff that just weren't addressed by them as well as they could have been and perhaps should have been. But that's kind of getting in the weeds there right now. But... So he was, he was just trying to set that off, you know, make sure that people understood, hey, I'm not saying that this is, this, this is the word of God. I'm not comparing it to that. But in the, in the follow-on at the end of that quote, he was saying that he couldn't figure out how that there was any possible way that this thing got through. All these colonies and delegates approved it without the hand of God. 
And again, it goes back. This is not the hand of some just random deity. You hear a lot of people today say that, oh, well, the founders were just deists. That's not true. We can go back to that other quote from Franklin earlier. He was specifically referring to God and the God, the Father of Jesus Christ, specifically. So what he was getting at at the end, again, was it seems really improbable, seemed improbable to him that this would have gotten approved without the hand of God. So again, this idea that, that the founders wanted to totally separate our institutions and our government from Christian faith, it's just not true. It's not true. They knew God was involved. They, they knew that they needed him and they wanted him involved. They, but has to be by choice, folks, and that's the deal. That's, that's so important. You can't force faith on other people, but they're, they're trying to give us a warning. Even from 200 plus years ago, they're telling us if we don't pull Jesus Christ and God into the center of the country and make them part of our policies and our institutions and our, and our government, it's not going to work can't force people to follow them but if we don't choose to follow them we're in for a rough road and we can see that across the board again education culture politics you see it today see it happening so one last little quote i want to get in we're running out of time kind of running up against the window alexander hamilton uh, represented new york at the convention and his quote was for my own part i sincerely esteem it a system which without the finger of God, never could have been suggested and agreed upon by such a diversity of interests. So again, Hamilton talking about God, bringing him in, not separating, not pushing away, acknowledging that his hand was absolutely involved in the founding of our country. Folks, we just, we've got to have it there. So file these things away. I hope that was helpful. Hope y'all got something out of it again. All of y'all that are listening, really appreciate it. All of y'all that are sharing this podcast, thank you so much. Keep comments coming in. Uh, Let me know what you think, what you'd like to hear about, some topics that you're interested in or comments that you may have that you want shared on the show, and we'll keep keep filtering through them. Hope y'all have enjoyed our little walk for tonight and the uh, background music provided by our chorus of frogs and toads. (laughs) And we will talk to you all again real soon.